0: You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. And I'm thankful for God's word, and I hope you're doing the soap that we talk about—the Bible reading program, which we, uh, day by day you kind of kind of track with us. I want to turn yeah, for you to turn with me in your Bibles to. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. It was part of our reading this week. And I read this on uh, Monday or Tuesday. And the scripture that jumped out to me was 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17, and then chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. And I want to just look at these. It says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross, the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. And in chapter 2, verse 4, it says, My message, this is Paul talking to the Corinthians, My message and my preaching were not with wise and uh, persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. And I remember writing in my journal about these few verses saying, Lord, I want every week when I step into the pulpit, it's not about Ben-Vay. It's not that we got to razzle and dazzle us or try to wow anybody. In fact, if I were honest this morning, my confidence in myself or in my own ability is probably pretty low this week. But my confidence in Jesus is high And when I think about it, more Jesus, less of Pastor Ben, I think that's a good ingredient, right? And so this morning, we want to preach in Jesus' name with the power that comes from that, and it's not about me. Let's pray and ask God to meet us before we uh, track into Acts chapter 3. Lord, we thank you that you're so gracious with us. We thank you, God, that you are working in our lives We thank you, God, that in this series where we're tracking through the book of Acts, we see your power at work. And Lord, I pray that today in particular, you would speak loud and clear. Use me as an instrument, God, and uh, let me get out of the way. And Lord, I just pray that you would work in a mighty, mighty way. Lord, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Acts chapter 3, the first uh, five or six chapters, we've kind of said it. this idea that we're created with a purpose. Before we read chapter 3 and look at that, I want to just kind of set it up that what we're going to read here, we're going to see the first miracle in Acts after uh, Jesus goes to heaven. And uh, what's different is that Jesus isn't around. Of course, the Holy Spirit's there, um, uh, where it was very common in Jesus' ministry to, to heal and to see things uh, kind of on the works uh, and, and healing. Uh, but uh, other than salvation, we haven't seen a healing yet or a miracle. And uh, what we're also going to see is that the apostles were devoted to prayer and how important that was for them. Uh, In that culture, uh, the the apostles were from a Jewish background, and uh, they would pray three times a day at 9 o'clock, and at noon, and at 3 o'clock, just like Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prayed every day. Um, And just like any godly Jew would, the apostles prayed. It's interesting, three times a day. I just came from a a culture, a highly Muslim culture. They pray day. Five times a day, they stop it all and will pray. And I was thinking, man, uh, what did the apostles do after the resurrection? They prayed, and they prayed a lot. And uh, and it challenges me when I think about that. We don't pray. I don't pray like that, like we should. And Lord, help us to do that. We also see in this chapter faith, uh, confidence uh, that is remarkable. Uh, Where did that faith, where did that confidence come from? That's what we're going to highlight, the key for this morning. The highlight is the importance of the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4, if you were to take a a 30,000 view, it's all about the name of Jesus. We're going to hone in on that. And in this story, Peter and John, they use the name of Jesus. It was the key through moving forward in the book of Acts. But here we see that Peter and John are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And the result is miracles, healings, salvations. And then it says at a part where we're going to read here in just a second that there was awe and amazement. There was a wonder and what I was thinking and meditating, I thought really originally that maybe that was the 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 thing to hone in on for the week. And uh, but I, let me just uh, say that uh, in our lives, if you are a Christ follower, we need to be aware of God moving and God working more than we do. Uh, I, and I and I'm just I'm guilty of this. That um, many times I'm going through my life or going through the day, and I miss things that God is doing. And I don't have the sense of awe and wonder that the early apostles did in the church. And there are things that are amazing that are happening in the church and in our own lives. And we've got to be aware of that. And so, Lord, I pray that you just give us a wonder and an awe uh, as we track through lives, or through our lives in Jesus' name. Uh, but this morning, I want to focus on the name of Jesus. And so without further ado, Acts chapter 3, Turn with me there. Let's look at these few verses here. This is an incredible story. It says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Again, it's a time of prayer. It was a priority in their lives. They were, uh, they were Jewish Christians. They were fulfilling the Jewish law. And uh, verse 2 says, Now a man was lame from birth, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When it says the temple courts there, so you can imagine uh, the temple, and there was some outer courts and some gates to get into the temple. Uh, this was one of those spots. And uh, you got to understand that there would have been thousands of people within the day that would come and go from the temple. And the, also the thing that you got to imagine is that there was this one beggar that we're going to learn about but there would have been many, many beggars. Uh, it wasn't just one. There would have been dozens that would have been around. And it's interesting, why did God pick this one uh, in this circumstance? It's a mystery. But it says in verse 3, it says, when, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. So he's saying, give me some money. Uh, give me some alms. And uh, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at uh, so I want to pause here for a second. Peter and John, two peas in a pod, right, two fishermen. Nothing was unusual happening yet, but they did stop and notice uh, this beggar, and they made it personal. I don't know if you've ever seen beggars in a big city. I've been to Chicago before. It seems like there's panhandlers everywhere, but uh, a lot of times the beggars will sit and uh, with their head down, and the the bucket out and they may say something a lot of times they don't in this case they asked specifically but Peter and John they made it personal he said look at us I love that so the man gave them his attention looked up expecting to get something at this point there's the guys excited and, uh, and then in verse six there's a boldness and a faith that's so remarkable What prompted this? I'm not sure, but let's look at it. It says, then Peter said, and just like in a good musical when you didn't expect it, all of a sudden someone starts singing. It says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. It's in the Bible. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And then it says that the guy got up And he went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping. No one's going to sing with me? Do you guys know this song? No? Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess Jessica was right. She told me that was probably not a good idea. Back to Scripture. Let's look at what it really says. It says what I said. Says then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And then, not only do they say this, then he reaches out, takes him by the hand, by the right hand, to help him up, and instantly. The man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, into the temple, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and with amazement at what was happening to him. And in the next few verses, we're going to see uh, some names of Jesus, that he's a servant, he's holy, he's righteous, he's the author of life, he's the Messiah. Let's just look at those verses 11 through 16. It says, "While, while the man held on to Peter, he didn't want to let go. He held on to Peter and John. All the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if it's by our own power or godliness that we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant, Jesus. You can underline servant. You handed him over to be killed and disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy, you can underline that, and righteous one. And ask that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life. Underline that. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. And here comes verse 16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed Him as you can all see. Let me recap what happened here. We're talking about ordinary guys here, Peter and John. Fishermen. They were committed to pray, their faith was built up. But in my mind, how could they have been so confident, and why in this time? Well, we understand it's the sovereignty of God and it was the timing of God. But the answer is found when they were approached. People came to him and were excited that Peter and John had done this. And what did Peter and John do? They deflect the glory of God. They said, don't look at us. In fact, the key is in verse 6 and in verse 16. Verse 6 says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk verse 16 says by faith in the name of jesus this man whom you see and know is made strong it is jesus name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him peter and john i want you to see were merely ambassadors of jesus in this situation they were only representing christ they represented Jesus to this crippled man and the power was in the name of Jesus turn with me to second corinthians or write it down second corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 we don't have a slide for it but second corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 says this it says we are therefore Christ's ambassadors we are Christ's ambassadors And I believe that for us as a church, it is time that we realize who we are in Christ. That God wants to activate us. We are not just average. There's no one here that's just average. There's no one here that's just making it. There's nothing regular about any one of us here. If you're a Christ follower, you have access to the throne of God. This would have been a slide, but... Uh, Just bear with me, you can kind of get the sense. You have the authority to use the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Let me say that again. You have the authority to use the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. You are an ambassador. You are a high-ranking diplomat sent by God. From heaven to earth, right? You were chosen by God. John chapter 15, verse 16, a great verse says that we were not chosen, or that we were not, we did not choose. Let's look at it. It says, you did not choose me. This is Jesus talking. But I chose you, and I appointed you, that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and that whatever you ask will be given to you. It doesn't say whatever you ask just here or there, but it says that whatever you ask in my name, in the name of my Father, will be given to you. This is my command, love one another. The idea here is that, that there is, it's an important that you were chosen, and you were, you were chosen to, to represent. And you may say, well, I don't always feel like I'm good enough to represent Christ. Or I'm not bold enough to speak up, especially to use the name of Jesus. You might say, there's some younger folks here. I say, I'm just too young to use the name of Jesus in my school or in my neighborhood. Or there might be some of you too old, and I'm not looking at anyone in particular, right? But you're saying, ah, that's, you know, my time is done. How could I use the name of Jesus? Or at your job, you're saying, oh, that's not the place, or you say, well, I don't even think about it. And maybe that's the, where most of us are. I know I've been there. Where you're, cr- you're going through life and you don't even realize or it doesn't c- prompt you in your mind to utilize the name of Jesus. See, our excuses have nothing to do with what qualifies us. You are qualified. And I want to encourage you to tap into that. God has chosen. He's equipped us all, and the power is in his name. I want to share a couple stories of our time in Russia. My son and I were able to go, and we worked with uh, six missionary families, and so, uh, a few people have asked, hey, what were some of the highlights? And there's a couple stories that were the highlight that relate to the message this morning, uh, at least as the Lord kind of laid on my heart to say, uh, to, to, to bring it. Uh, we were mo- We were uh, working with a, an area uh, of the Northern Caucasus region that is highly Muslim, in fact, m- almost every taxi driver was Muslim. Every um, um, every you know restaurant we went to, there were Muslim people. Uh, There's just a lot of Muslims around, and so we were prepared in advance going that uh, we were told to read a book called Any Three. It's about reaching Muslims for Christ and. Uh, Really interesting book. And and so we were charged up and ready. And what I want you to know is our antenna uh, was kind of high on a missions trip. That God wanted to use us, that we were sent from here. Uh, The missions team was behind us. A lot of you were praying for us, and uh, we were, you know, when you get away from your normal circumstances, how many know it's a little easier to to be bold, right? And you can kind of speak out because you're not going to see these people again, right? And that's just the reality. Uh, But anyway, uh, so we're out, and we uh, we had done some ministry, and we were encouraged specifically uh, when dealing with Muslims that the distinction between the Muslim faith and, uh, and Christian faith, which there are quite a few similarities, surprisingly. Uh, it was a surprise to me. But the distinction was our belief in Jesus and that he's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. He's the Savior of the world. In the Muslim faith, they believe that Jesus is coming back on the day of judgment, but they don't believe he's the one that saves us. And And so there's a distinction there. And we were encouraged by the missionaries anytime we felt led to be bold in our faith and to share. And so uh, we were skiing, uh, so we had done our ministry portion. We did a a retreat with all these six missionaries, and that was really successful. And uh, we left on a Sunday morning, and we drove for three hours into the mountains, and we got to the base of the mountain, we got our uh, gear, and we went skiing on that Sunday, and we didn't take time to acclimate to the Uh, altitude difference and uh, I've never experienced altitude sickness but on that afternoon I got sick to the point that I didn't want to ski at least for a while I needed a break and there was a point where I I said to the guys that where I was with Milo and uh, Logan and Noah I said I said you guys go up and do another round I've got to take a break and I sat down on uh, on a bench and the music was blaring, and, uh, and my hands, or my head was in my hands like this, and I was just like, "God help me not to you know get sick and puke here." And I was feeling this uh, like I needed oxygen, and I was feeling pretty down. Within a couple minutes of me sitting there, a family came in and sat right next to me. and it was the, hus- the husband and the son first, and they, he was carrying his son, and he put him right down next to me. And the boy was screaming, and I was like, so I kind of looked up, and then within about 10 seconds, his mom came over and said something in Russian, I assumed that she was asking me to move down, and so I said, I said, oh, let me move down, and she looked at me, and in perfect English, she said, thank you very much, (laughs) and I was like, what? I said, Do "You speak English?" She said, "Yes." She said, "Our son—we're sure, we're certain that he uh, broke his leg; that he uh, fractured his leg." She said, "My my husband here uh, is a doctor. He's—we're from Moscow." And uh, and I something just came over me, and I said, "In that moment, I said, I said, can I pray for your son?" And she said, "Yes, absolutely." And it was kind of a frenzy. They're taking the boot off, and he's screaming. And I reached over and I grabbed this little boy's glove, the little mitten. He was probably three or four years old. And I squeezed his hand, and I prayed in Jesus' name that the Lord would heal him, and that God would touch them, and that it would be an example to their family that Jesus. And I was really bold about it, and and I didn't. And they said thank you, and all of a sudden they're off. I mean a minute and a half to two-minute interaction, and they were down the gondola to the bottom of the, the mountain. And I, said, I sat there. I'm like, Lord, what was that about? Awesome. I'm like, God, did you put me in that spot? Or, uh, uh, you know, this sickness, certainly God doesn't make me sick, but um, did you allow me to, be a, to, to feel this way so I could minister? And I don't know. Eternity will tell. But I tell you that story in that moment, I was pretty bold. And I thought, man, and I look back and I think, man, that was a highlight. I don't know what God was doing, but it was a highlight. Another highlight was we had uh, over three different time periods. We met with this one young man. He was 21 years old that ran the family business. It was a restaurant. And we ate there three or two different times. And then this guy called and uh, asked to, to meet up with me and Logan uh, a third time. And what's remarkable is his hospitality, uh, but he was from a Muslim background, uh, but he was searching and we had some spiritual conversations. And each time we were together, I prayed, I said, hey, we're going to pray for our meal. Can we pray for you about anything? And I prayed in Jesus' name the first night, and then we came back the second night and, uh, and he wouldn't leave us alone. He kept on coming into our little hut. It was kind of a neat situation. And uh, a meal that should have taken an hour, we were there two and a half hours, and we opened up the gospel to him, and it was incredible. We were walking out that night after two and a half hours of enjoying that meal, and he, he said, I just want you to know you are the first Christians, real Christians, I've ever met. I hope I never forget that. And we, we were bold in that situation, and God used it. And I believe that God's opening up uh, a, a door in that young man's life. And uh, we, we have the Bible translated in Karachai, which is their region, their little village. And the next time the missionary goes, he's going to take him a Bible from me. And I'm believing that God's going to do a work. He actually asked us to come and meet him again, and he gave us some gifts. And he said, I want you to know uh, how much this has meant to me. And uh, it was really pretty awesome. The name of Jesus went forward. Now I say that, and I don't say that to be like, oh, look at us. That's what the boldness is when you're on a missions trip. How many have ever been on a trip like that? Or you've been outside of your normal, and you're kind of anticipating. Well, fast forward now to this last Friday night. Uh, We were taking Logan out, Jessica and I were. Uh, we went out, um, to kind of, uh, just be with Logan and to appreciate him. Uh, Reagan was at, um, uh, the Night to Shine event with our special needs families, and man, that was awesome, and we're really proud of Reagan for serving there. Uh, but it was just the three of us, and we said, hey, we need to get out of here, and uh, it had been a tough week, and we just wanted to bless Logan, and so he picked Steak and Shake, (laughs) and, uh, we're like, all right, whatever, and, uh, and so we're sitting there, and we're having, uh, they, you know, they bring out your shakes early, and I ate the whole thing, and they're like, what are you eating that so fast? I said, the Lord might return. I'm going to get this thing in. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm eating my shake. They're making fun of me uh, for eating it so fast. And we finish up our meal, and, uh, and you know at Steak and Shake, you get the bill, and then you take it to the uh, register to pay. And we're walking out, and while we were eating, I had noticed... The booth behind us was what I think was a single mom. I noticed she did not have a ring on, and she had three little kids, like uh, a baby and then like a toddler and then an elementary student. And it was kind of chaotic, I'm just <laughs> saying. And uh, and I said to Jessica, I said, hey, um, did you notice the, the single mom? And, uh, and she said, yeah. I said, hey, what do you think about us paying for her meal? And Jessica was like, Sure, and we, we do that on occasion. Some of you do that, and I'd encourage you to do it. It's, it's great, and, um, but the reason I'm telling you this is so we tell the server that when we're paying, we are saying, hey, we'd like to pay for the other, uh, this other table, and she said, oh, is it just a random act of kindness, or do you know that girl? And, I, and we said, and all I said was, no, we don't know her, and I didn't say anything else. And I missed an opportunity, and I'm thinking back, I'm like, I felt like I could have said something, like, hey, you know, we love Jesus, and we, he's a generous guy, and uh, we could have been an example and used the name of Jesus in that situation, and we didn't. And we walked away, and I'm like, ah, missed an opportunity. And maybe you've missed an opportunity too. It's hard to represent in your hometown sometimes even for your pastor, okay? It's sometimes it kind of manifests like you're, you're in a situation and, you're, and you hear about something maybe at work, and you're like, oh, I'll be praying for you, right? And then you go and maybe you do pray or maybe you don't, instead of just stopping and praying and praying in Jesus' name. Because we know that the name of Jesus is offensive in our culture, isn't it? It makes a difference. And what I'm encouraging us, what I am encouraging myself is we want to be Christ ambassadors, ready to utilize the name of Jesus. The truth is, we are always on duty. Even when we don't expect it, we need to be ready to share. And we cannot be ashamed to use our authority, even if it causes us grief. It's where the power comes from, in the name of Jesus. And I know what some of you are thinking, ah, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. No, you're not just a stay-at-home mom. You are an ambassador to the next generation in your home, and you're on a divine mission. Amen? Some of you are saying, oh, I'm just a student. You know, what, if I ever said the name of Jesus or I prayed in the name of Jesus, you know, what would they, what would they think? Listen, you are an ambassador in your school to your teachers and to your fellow students. You say, ah, oh, I'm just an entry-level you know, bank teller, or a shop worker, or you fill in the blank. Listen, you are not just those things. You are planted where you are to be an ambassador for Jesus. You've been called, you've been appointed by God, and now that you know who you are, if you didn't know already, now you need to know what to do, and you need to represent you need to utilize that name of Jesus that's exactly all that's happening here in acts chapter 3 peter and john they did what they did filled with the holy spirit of course filled with faith filled with prayer but they tapped in to the power of Jesus name that's it that's how simple it is and this morning we want to encourage each other To do just that. Pastor Bobby, I want you to come. In the the big picture of Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4, the key is definitely the name of Jesus when you read it in in its entirety, those two chapters. And with the name of Jesus, there's power to heal, which we see in this story that we've kind of highlighted. And then you fast forward just a few verses, uh, we see that the that there was power to save as well in Jesus' name. In verse 19 of Acts chapter 3, it says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, and that times of refreshing may come in, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. And there is a power to save. If you fast forward to Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And I just want to say, I know we already in in worship, I felt like it was the time of salvation, and a few people gave their heart to the Lord or kind of turned their heart back to God. Listen, next week as we get into Acts chapter 4 and the end of Acts chapter 3 would be a great week to bring a non-believer. We're going to cast the nets next week and be praying for that, asking God to to utilize his word. But there's power to heal. There's power to save. And I also believe that there's power in the name of Jesus to be an ambassador for Christ. And we've already dealt with the salvation piece and uh, certainly don't want to minimize that. If you're here and you didn't give your heart to the Lord earlier, in just a minute we're going to be bringing people forward. Today would be the day of salvation. Don't walk out without giving your heart to Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. But I also want to recognize that God, the power of the gospel, the power of his word, the power of the name of Jesus is available here to heal. And if you're here this morning, this afternoon now, and you need a touch from the Lord, If you need healing in your body, I want you just to stand right where you are. And we're going to ask the Lord to to touch in uh, lots of these situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who else? Say, man, I've got some things, ailments, or you could even stand for someone else that's not here. If you need a physical touch from the Lord or you know someone that does, would you stand and just believe that God can heal? Wow. A lot of needs here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to add to this because it's not just a physical healing that Jesus offers. Jesus also offers to heal us, mind, body, and spirit. And if you have a relationship that needs healing... I'm going to ask that you would stand as well if you're not standing already. If there's a relationship or a situation where you just need a healing touch from God to minister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. In just a minute, we're going to ask for you and others to make your way to the front. And it's not going to be spooky or anything crazy. We're just going to bring you forward. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus together. But I want to address everyone here, those standing and those that are seated. I'm going to ask that if you're here this morning and you want to be an ambassador for Christ and you want to be bold when the times come, I'm going to ask that you would come when the rest of these that are standing come as well. And so let's just do this. We're going to ch- kind of change this place into an altar. Uh, I'm going to ask that if you're standing, could you make your way to the front? You say, do I have to come forward? Trust me, come forward. Do you have to? No. But there's something powerful, powerful about stepping out. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for those that need healing, which there's a whole lot. And then we're going to pray on the second wave to be ambassadors, to be commissioned, to be activated, to be used by God. And that's the last thing the enemy wants is for us to be activated. I was saying, first service, between the two services, we'll have a couple hundred people coming through our doors today. What if 200 or more people left here, activated, ready to use the name of Jesus in their lives? Can you imagine the power? That's where the potential is in this place. But let's pray for those of you that needed a healing. If you are standing for healing for any reason, I want you just to lift your hands towards the Lord right where you are. And then I'm going to ask those that are behind them to just kind of come in and maybe lay your hand on someone. And uh, it looks like most of you, in fact, if you're out in the lobby or out in the, the seats and are confident, come and move. And let's, let's pray for one another. But would you repeat after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father... I believe in your name, the mighty name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name. I believe that you can heal me and my situation. I put my faith in you. And so, Lord, right now, touch me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll just pause here for a second. got to realize when you read Acts chapter 3, there was nothing much more than that. It was a simple prayer. Silver and gold, I don't have. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the prayer that you just prayed in Jesus' name is all it takes to activate the healing power and I'm believing that all across this place that the, that the Holy Spirit wants to touch and He wants to move and He is healing in this moment that we have activated the name that's above every other name. And I want you to rest in that. In fact, I'm going to ask Pastor Bobby just to kind of to, to seal this time before we move on to that second piece of being an ambassador. And let's just thank the Lord for our healing right where we are. In advance, God, thank you, God, for touching my Lynn. And thank you, God, for touching in each of these circumstances. God, thank you that you haven't left us. God, thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, there's power in your name. Every sickness, every disease, every ailment, every discord. When we pray in the powerful name of Jesus, the enemy has to flee. We, Lord, we are standing on your promise. We thank you for working in our lives. We thank you for the breakthrough. Where there's been trouble in the past, God, there's freedom now. Where there's been addiction, those things are broken in Jesus' name. Where there's been sickness and and, uh In ailments, God, we would just believe that there's restoration, complete healing, instantaneous, right here, right now. We pray it in the name of Jesus. We rest in it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now the second part of this, and this is for everybody from the front to the back. If you desire to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ, you need to be commissioned and activated and released to do so. And what I want to do, I want to pray a simple prayer of activation. And then what we're going to do, we're going to just turn after I pray, I want you just to turn and just to pray a blessing over someone that's near you and just pray that that the Lord would activate them, that God would use them to give them boldness, to speak out, to speak up and to, to even in our hometown, even in our schools, and even in our families, to utilize the name of Jesus. And uh, because there's incredible power in that. But let me just pray an activating prayer, a commissioning prayer. Lord, I pray that each of us would understand who we are in you. We are yours, Lord. By the nature of us having you in our heart, we are your ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.20 We are Christ's ambassador. In fact, say that with me. We are Christ's ambassador. One more time. We are Christ's ambassador. And now say it to yourself. I am Christ's ambassador. Lord, And I believe that 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 faith will rise up inside of us and God give us the boldness and the strength to speak up in your name. And Lord, I commission each woman, each man here, young and old, God, Lord, I pray a powerful presence, a boldness to speak your name this week. And Lord, with that, we know that there will be opposition, there will be fear, but God, we come against that and we're asking that your name would reign supreme. We understand it's the last thing the enemy would want for us to activate the name of Jesus. But we are kicking the devil in the face. And we're going to utilize your name, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you. Just in your own way, just to speak the name of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know what? Like, there was a song growing up talked about the name of Jesus. Can't think of the words of it right now. <laughs> I thought of it at first service. Anyway, this is a modern-day th- song of that saying it's the name of Jesus acknowledging the power and the strength that comes from it. You know, I was thinking about it in other religions. A lot of other religions believe that Jesus was a prophet. In the Muslim faith in particular, they they believe that Jesus was the Messiah, or not the Messiah, but he was one of the prophets and that he will return on the day of judgment. And it's in the Quran. It kind of blew my mind. But in every other religion, there's not power in the name of the one that they believe in. No one prays to Mohammed or Hare Krishna or to Buddha. It's only in the Christian faith that we realize the strength and the power that comes. It's in his name, and it's on our lips. And it gives us power and strength and authority. As we leave today, don't underestimate. You have been activated. It is time for you to represent. You are Christ's ambassador. I am Christ's ambassador. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'd go before us, behind us, and all around us. And as we're here together in the altar, we lift each other up and strengthen each other. God, I pray that you would just do a mighty work in our hearts and use us this week. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you turn and give someone a high five or a hug or a, and, uh, and you can be dismissed. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.